So we've been watching The Crown, season three. Isn't it season three? It is season three, even though it's gone so fast. I've liked yes. this one. I've, it, I find it more interesting than the previous two. Did you? Are really? You, are you, yeah, I, I, it's Margaret Thatcher. I'm very excited about Margaret Thatcher being in it. For me personally, because I don't know history like you know history, I found the first two very intriguing. I like the first year. Second year, I just, I don't know. I didn't care that much for it. I don't I, know. Well, we watched them all. I know I I kept constantly looking things up to verify what was going on so I could put the pieces together. Sometimes but. they talk very fast in their British accent, and it's like when I was watching Hamilton, I almost needed the closed captionings turned on. Oh, that's like my mother tongue right there. <laughs> well, I know. It was fun. But uh, The Crown's good. Yes. And we've been enjoying Next. <gasps> Next is freaking me out. It's a lot like 24. I mean, it is like when you're watching it, it's like 24. It's just missing the bink, well, bink. Bing, the difference bing. is, is next really could happen. Oh, absolutely! That's the beautiful thing about next. Is no, like, it's I, not beautiful. It, it's just like it's. I didn't watch any of the zombie uh, shows, Walking Dead, or any of that. Mm-mm. But I know people who were taking notes during it, thinking, "Well, this is how you have to kill a zombie because they know that's coming." I'm taking notes on next because it's like, "Oh yes, this is how this is going to happen." Oh, it's going to. It will go be down. a server, and it will create. It will. It will make things out of printer. It will make people out of printers and stuff like that. Yep. You know that's where that's going. Oh yeah, we're not that far into it, but you know that's where that's going. Oh yeah, they're going to start doing things with it's 3D turn printers. Into Battlestar Galactica. I'm telling you that, that i can't reference I'm well sorry. we've got big things to talk about on today's show this is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest marketing media and cupcakes welcome to marketing me and cupcakes i'm john i'm a filmmaker media consultant i call myself a media influencer i like that and i call the woman next to me my wife but she is a customer service i say pro expert what are you a longtime veteran of the customer service industry. That's very accurate, but very long. But we'll work on that. Yes, we'll figure that out. You also <laughs> bake cupcakes. You have your own cupcake business that's a side hustle. Yes. And that's why we are called Marketing and Media Cupcakes. And I got to tell you right now, this episode is going to feel a little different than any of the other 66 episodes you've ever listened to on Marketing and Cupcakes. We have some big, big announcements. Yes. Now, when they tell you that at work, that means people are getting fired. Not typically. Most of the time, though. No. So we have you some... haven't worked in corporate America in a while, have oh, you? Oh, I yeah, and that's why I don't. But but <laughs> we we have some big announcements, and they're good things. They're upgrades we're making to up uh, to marketing meeting cupcakes. We're going to tell you a little bit later in the show, so you're going to have to stay with that. And because the holidays are coming up, yes, you have some what we are calling pie shortcuts. Yes. Now, somebody's listening to the first time. They're like, I have an oven. I do not know anything. You're obviously a superior chef person. I will not be able to understand the language. What? What will this be? Something that anyone with an oven and some basic, um, some basic stone knives and bearskins can create a pie with? I dare say yes. Wow. My okay. few tips. It's just all about what you're willing to uh, put out there. Okay. Which you're willing to try. That's going to be later in today's show. But we are going to first talk about. Uh, something that happened in real life for us, mm. uh, and is t- it, it relates to listening. What's what's what is it from uh, from pets to? You don't listen. You don't listen, and that little Shih Tzu dog at the yeah, very beginning so when she funny. meets Captain, whatever the heck his little bunny rabbit, whatever Captain Bunny Rabbit or whatever. I can't remember, but she's like she told him what was wrong, and then he left the room, and he came back, and he's like, "What can I do for you?" And she's like, "You don't listen. You don't listen." Angel and I are huge comedian fan people we watch comedians all the time and, and one of our favorites is john mulaney oh god he goes through 
uh, his thing with Delta Airlines. Yes. Yeah. The planes, the flight's been delayed and he can't get on. And he's like, can I get on now? And they're like, no. No. And, and then and then there's like we're gonna frame you for murder, murder yeah. because we're Delta Airlines. Yeah, so, and life is a freaking nightmare. So that's a classic of I think what so many of us experience. Tell me about the other day you got a call from our good friends at Yelp. Well, and I love Yelp, and I use yeah, Yelp, and thing. my site is on Yelp. The problem I have is that I have explained to not once or I should say not to one, not to two, but to three different human beings over the course of the last nine months that, and I know this is going to sound counterintuitive to, or contradictive, I should say, to everything that we've talked about, but I am comfortable at this point with the, the amount of business that I have. For the cupcake company that you correct. have. Correct. So you, you do things on the weekends. Correct. So typically if you have one or maybe two gigs, that's it. That's, You're done. That's good. That's good. I mean, I have overextended myself, as John can attest yeah. to, where I've accepted four or five on a weekend, and I've wanted to, you know, cry at the end of the week um, on Sunday night. You, you, so, enjoy, you enjoy baking. You enjoy uh, the challenge. You do not make a ton of money on these things. It's just more for the enjoyment that you create these special things. Yes, it's just, it's, and, my, it's my love. But this gentleman, unlike the other ones who did listen... This gentleman was not listening to me, but this, you know, this gentleman was like, so what's your dream order? And I said, I love doing my floral cupcakes. And he's like, okay. And I had already gone through with him that he's the third person I've spoken to, that this is a side business, that I am comfortable with where I'm at. And the fact that I have, um, I work full time. And his answer was And I said, and he's like, okay, so what if I told you I could get you 10 orders a week? And I'm like, yeah, okay. That, that's where you hit the button from the pets to... That you don't listen. You don't listen. I am I just got done telling him multiple times that I was not going to spend any money on advertising, that I was comfortable with what I'm doing, and that I work full time. And he was like, well, 10 shouldn't be that big a deal. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And he's like, you've got that down to a science. And I said, he still wasn't listening. No. He was not listening because... He assumed, I mean, he was all very complimentary, which was very kind. And I, and I get his job was to sell me yes. advertising. I get that. Um, and I am fun to talk to. So maybe yes, that's why are. the conversation went on as long as it did. But um, he just, he was trying every angle, but he still was not listening. So this is something you will notice. And we'll talk about this in a few minutes about some of the things we're going to be doing differently on Marketing Me and Cupcakes. Going into the blessed year of 2021 thank god i hope it's better one of the things we are going to be uh talking about is building best practices for business so we thought let's just jump into this building best practices for your business let's talk about what we need to do to um properly listen to our customers because it sounds simple you might be reaching for the knob right now to switch it to joe rogan but the whole point of the matter is people get this wrong all the time. And again, Angel's background and what she does every day is deal with customer service, making customers, building relationships. Well, not making customers, but making customers <laughs> relationships with her big, gigantic company uh, better. You've got five points today we're going to talk about on what's yes. going to make us better at not having instances where people aren't listening. So what's the first big problem you see in your experience? I've got five things that hopefully will help us out. So the first one I have is 
uh, probably very difficult for a lot of people, and especially the type of environment you work in, is removing distractions. Oh boy! So first and foremost, if the phone rings, let's just go. Let's let's just take this from a phone call perspective. The phone rings, and you are in the middle of something. How how are you going to engage the person on the other end of the line? And yeah. you know it's an actual customer. You know it's not a bot. Um, you recognize the number, whatever the case may be, but how removing distractions. And that's difficult. That's very difficult for me because I, I, I can tell you this week, I won't, I hopefully they aren't listening to the podcast, but I know I was on the phone with, with a client and they were telling me things and I see an email pop up from another client that I'm like, oh, oh boy, that's so my initial reaction is, well, this client is on the phone is important, but this is an answer to a question of something I need to put a fire out today. So I'm looking at the email, trying to listen and multitask, and that's a problem, isn't it? It, it is not a good thing. Yes. So for so what I have to do at work and what I always have trained all of the folks that I've done this uh, with over the years is if you're again, if you're in a if you're in an office environment and the phone rings, you should not be reading email. You should not be surfing the web. You should not, I mean, we all believe we're really good at multitasking. Women especially believe that we're fantastic at multitasking. Oh, I, yeah. Unfortunately, I think in order to give them and whoever is on the other end of that line or even the person who walks up to your desk, their your undivided attention, you have to remove distractions. Put down the phone, look away from your computer and fully engage in what that person has to say. So Angel, one of the things I would think this relates to then is again, what we call, what I call business culture. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been in, I've worked in places before I started my own business where it was like, well, can't you multitask? Can't you do two things at once? Can't you walk and chew gum at the same time? We, we actually have to back away from that culture of what you're saying is saying when a call comes in, no, you do not multitask because we're in that culture now where we want everybody to get, you know, 50 things done. But we do we need to say from a leadership perspective, leaders need to say this call, the call that you're on is the most important thing right now. And I don't care if it's the CEO you are focused on. Is that what we need to get to? Well, that's what we've always kind of preached is that when you are talking to a customer. So the other ancillary things, as we refer to them, are done when you're not talking to a customer. You okay. are not doing those ancillary things like you shouldn't be booking your vacation <laughs> while you're talking to the customer Sometimes or while they put that. you on the you know the, yeah. on hold um back in the early days there were no cell phones when i started this so right. there, there you literally were just you were 100 percent. and now i see with the younger folk out there and i can be guilty of it as well as your phones are allowed you can have them out you are and you're constantly distracted well, so you're not giving them the, your full attention that is such a good point because as you and i remember we are we are products of the mid-1980s high school culture mm -hmm. you were not allowed to have calculators you didn't have cell phones because they did not exist no they did not um so now i have my kids who are encouraged, and I know in some cases with kids, and again, I'm not trying to be a psychologist here, kids with ADD and attention deficit, they say, well, it's good for them to have two or three things going at once. I'm not going to argue that, but we have a school, our, we're, we have a generation coming up who are used to having cell phones and teachers and ear pods with music going at once, and that's not a good thing for business, is it? I can't. I can't imagine being that customer on the other end of the phone, and I've experienced that 
personally, and you all have, anyone who's listening to this, you've, you've had very poor customer service experiences where you <laughs> yes. don't feel you were being heard. You're and not it, listening. And then whether it's being, you're either trying to just get a situation resolved where you're trying to simply you know, follow up on something, or maybe you are trying to place an order, which again, most human beings don't call anymore for personal types of orders, but you can tell when someone's not listening. And just like my little conversation I had last week, it was clear he was not listening. Now he had an objective, henceforth, why he wasn't listening. His objective at the end of that call was to sell me advertising. And he just flat out wasn't listening. So again, it's remove all distractions right. that you possibly can bef- you know when you're when you engage anyone in a conversation. That just goes for decency in human beings. Well, that's let's let's take that to the next level. We talk about, you know, we're talking about ways to improve uh listening mm-hmm. to your customers so you can better that relationship. So, you know, in Angel's experience, she works with call centers. She's trying to make her call centers one of the ones you go, wow. And you and I do that. When we hear a good call center, we're like, wow. I usually compliment them it's, at the end of it. Because it's rare anymore. When we're talking about removing distractions because people don't listen, if someone is trying to engage you in conversation, they're making what I've heard used in, in many ways a bid for connection. Hmm. Now, when you're talking a personal situation versus a business, it's if your child is asking you something or your spouse is asking you something and you can't look away from the television or look up from your phone or put down, then you're, you're basically telling them you're not important. Um, You're not, you are not important enough for me to stop what I'm doing. So that is why I encourage everyone that if someone, you know, again, phone rings, whether it's a customer or whoever. Customer walks into a store. You stop what you're doing and you, you know, and, and this the, the the generic welcome to whatever is, you know, is nice. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, the best, yeah. but it, at least it's something. Um, but I'm just saying it, it is a bid for connection. Customers are ringing your phone for a reason. So it's not necessarily a bid for a connection. So if but you're distracted, a, you're breaking that connection. Yeah. And again, what we were saying earlier, if you are a supervisor, you're the business owner, you're someone in charge of the folks that are making that contact. And I mean, they are critical. Um, you have to have that culture of saying, uh, if you're if you're kind of like, hey, you know, sweep the floors and do this and also answer the phone or also check, that may be too much or at least make it clear when a customer walks in, they are top priority. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see you sweeping. I don't want to see you working on something else that you think is important. So that's great. So remove distractions. Yes. The next one, this will be good. The next one is, and this one can be hard and it's really more geared to being um, when you're on the phone is listening for emotion. Mm. And I know that sounds strange. You could do that in person though too. True. But it's, it's literally as, as one of the classes we had is it's what you're listening for. So again, if you don't have any distractions and you are truly listening, you are listening for a tone in in their voice. You're listening for the speed of which they're speaking. Um, you have to, at times, again, having been in this environment for as long as I have, you have to know sometimes geographically where the individuals are. Gotcha. Because if you are, you know, if you're speaking, and again, these are very wide, broad stroke stereotypes, sure. that if I'm speaking to someone on the East Coast, yeah. they tend to be more aggressive, faster talking, Let's get to it. Let's get on with it. That's the culture. Yep. If I'm moving to the south, 
they're a little bit more um, conversation. Exactly. Yep. How are you? How are what's going? I'm so you know, sorry. Exactly. Yeah. They're very much move Midwest, kind of out in the middle. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call the Midwest? No, we're we're kind of in the Midwest in Ohio. They call you want, us like, Midwest. They call central states. Perhaps. Central states. Central, again, like Wyoming and Colorado, and most of those. Again, I don't have a spectrum for those individuals, only because most of them are transplants from either the mm. East Coast or the West Coast, and then you go all the way to the West Coast, and you get that's again a very High different, speed. yeah, more actually. From my experience, more low key, oh, okay. kind of like We're at okay, Starbucks in Portland. Very yeah. kind of so again, if you can't, if you if you're not listening, the person's going to tell you in their tone of voice and how and how they're speaking, potentially if this is a an urgent situation because there are times where customers will call in and they will make it sound like the world He's is ending. Fire. Yep. But it is it is the most simplest thing to fix, or they have zero affect in their tone, and but you know what they're tr- what you have because of your experience know this is a problem. So we 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 listen for the emotion, but I, I'm assuming then, and I'm going to throw you into your next point because I'm I'm thinking mm-hmm. you're listening, and you you're hearing somebody talk real fast from the East Coast, and they're getting really kind of emotional, and then you realize. I got this. Mm-hmm. So your next point is don't interrupt. So never. So if somebody's hot and they're like, "You screwed this up and it's not coming," and this and that, even though you know, oh, you know, I'm sir, it's coming. There was a you know a train wreck and it's going to come tomorrow. You should not interrupt them. You should never. And that's one of the struggles. And John knows this because when we do the podcast and especially in the beginning. He would always say, well, jump in there. And I said, but I have to let you finish speaking. He's like, no, just jump. I'm like, but no, because I've been trained. You you don't interrupt. And it's whether it be, but it always was, I mean, probably I never interrupted my parents when they were speaking. Right. I didn't interrupt teachers when they were speaking. So maybe it was just, that's just me. I wait for the person to finish their thought. So then I will, you know, do that now. I will say, anyone who's listening who's been around me the last five years, I've become a little bit more aggressive, especially at work in meetings and things where I feel that I'm not being heard. And so then I do interrupt people, which is not cool. Um, But again, if you're talking to a customer and they're upset or they're trying to explain and you don't let them finish, then you're going to miss some very critical information, especially if it's just they're trying to explain a situation. They're not upset. They're just trying to convey their message, whether it be very eloquently or extremely painfully, you need to let them finish. As soon as you jump in and assume, then you're, you're missing some stuff and you may make whatever the situation is worse. So how does this work? And we, we talked about, you know, this applying to like a call center situation with phone calls and also, you know, in a retail brick and mortar. How does this work with emails with, you know, somebody emails you and they've got a problem. Um, and I've got a, a friend of mine who is great. We talk shorthand in person. And I remember getting his like one of the first emails when I began working with him. And it was this very long and very detailed email, not like it all sounded like it even came from him. And I'm like, oh, you're a very detailed email writer. You will you will write an email that's ten paragraphs long that I would write in two sentences. Uh, but in person, we completely communicate in shorthand. So, uh, how do you use? Uh, how do you work with email? Because I would see that could be very different. Email is extremely different, and I think the unfortunate 
reality and that would probably be an entire an entire another show on how to, to to deal with that but i think what people tend to do whether it's business or not we all insert um our own tone or our assumption of a tone when we read something so my natural reaction is if i got a, a email from a client that was 10 paragraphs long my response would typically be well i, I need to send him back a 10 paragraph long response versus got it got it working fix is that true or is that not what you want to do no it just it's what is i when i because i get that's primarily my mode of communication in what i do on every day i don't take inbound calls every day i am making them i'm monitoring them and i'm actually making them outward so i get tons of emails and what i find especially if someone has written a book it is they wrote it for a reason right and so i need to do them that service of trying to find within the time you know within the amount of time you have and we've had some classes at work on how to kind of pick out things so you're mm-hmm. not having to read all of it but it's literally taking the time to say okay what are they trying to you know what are they trying to say mm-hmm. and there are times where especially if it's a long email thread you have to start back at the beginning do you ever use, and I did this recently, uh, a good friend of mine asked me some questions. He, I don't know if he, if he says, hey, could you answer these questions real quick? I've got some people asking me questions. And I did the thing where you do the reply underneath, like question number one, and there was my, do you yeah. do, I think that's very useful. I have literally broken someone's paragraph apart mm-hmm. because it's literally a bunch of questions all crammed into yeah. one paragraph. And I have copy and pasted their paragraph into my response and I've basically broken up their but I their think sentence, I think and I've literally then put a bullet underneath yeah. it, and so, you know, and answered it. We're going through five ways yes. to listen better, improve your listening relationships with your customer. So far, we've talked about removing distractions. Mm-hmm. We've talked about listen for emotion in phone calls or even in person. Yes, uh, we talked about don't interrupt, and Correct. then I interrupted and asked about emails. <laughs> And you've been, tell, you've been telling about emails, which which I think has been great. And we'll, we'll do another topic on emails. So those are the three we've hit so far. We've got two more. And the, the next one we're calling echoing. Echoing or is, you know, is it, I think that's probably more of a psychological term used in therapy. Yeah. We just refer it as, um, what did I, what did I have right here? You called Rest- it re- recapping. Restate the problem. Yeah. Or request. And basically it's, it's simply, okay, you've listened you, you were paying attention, you didn't interrupt, they got through whatever it was they had to say, and you are basically recapping, restating what it is they need. Which the case in point we've often referred to is we are not happy KitchenAid appliance owners, but when we called KitchenAid and their customer service is outstanding mm-hmm. because they managed to drag you on past the warranty and then they don't do anything. Yeah. And we could say that because it's a free country, mm-hmm. but uh, but I remember the customers, and I forget. I've I've talked to uh, other ones, and it's typically, "Hi, the wheels fell off my car, and I would like to get them." Okay, I am so sorry to hear that the wheels fell off your car, mm-hmm. and we are going to try to fix that. Is yep. that that's typically what we hear with with echoing? Correct. It's literally restating again. If it's something as simple as that, um, and what's funny is sometimes it could be again in my situ in my experience. They go through this whole scenario, and then at the end of it, because again of my experience in doing this, I say, "So, what you need is this." It could have gotcha. all of that gets boiled down to a single. I'm not going to repeat everything they said. 
I'm going to just simply state, okay, so what the at the end of all of this, what you need is this. You need this or you need me to check on this or I understand you're frustrated with this. Your order is, you've lost your order and you need to find out where it's at yeah. and when it's coming. Whatever the situation okay. is, but it, it really is, it's, it, it's summarizing everything they've said. And if you've truly heard them, there are some things like John just said that, that would definitely go in there. You know, I talked about this many moons ago on one of our first podcasts about, you know, you apologize, but you're not apologizing that anything you did, you're apologizing for the situation that, that they're you're, in. That they feel bad if, if they're... Yeah, if they're upset. If it's just something that they're calling to ask and inquire, I've had people, you know, they want to know how they can, you know, do business with, with us. Um, they want to know how they can do this. They want to understand... How, you know, so it's, it's all you're doing is providing them additional information that maybe you're not the person that can help them, but they could go X, Y, Z. I had a person call me um, this week or last week, actually on a Thursday and said, I need a, I need an order. I need a two tier cake for Saturday. Right. And I already had two cake orders and I, my immediate was, I said, I am so sorry. I said, I cannot do a two cake, a two tier cake for you. So I repeated it back. I cannot do a two tier cake for you on Saturday. I already have two orders. I'm so very sorry. So again, yeah. that's a very simple interaction. She asked me what, you know, she goes, okay, I, I know it was short notice. Is there anyone else you can recommend? Right. And I told her, I said, unfortunately, I would recommend that you look at Yelp. I literally said that. I mean, because yeah. again, it's a great I I did that this service. week. If you're not telling them how to echo, and if you don't have a background in what Angel is talking about here, it's a good reason to have somebody like Angel help you because this is what she does. She trains, but come in and say, you know, these are the things you just need to do. And some of it may seem common sense, but there it's it is a process. Not everybody is wired to echo or to no. and we all know people who interrupt, including myself. So but so uh, last one. The fifth and final after you go through all of that fun stuff is is truly kind of to, to close the situation out is to verify satisfaction. Mm. And and it, that can be in many different ways. That can literally be, you know, telling them what you're going to do for them, how you're going to resolve it, what you're going to tell them giving them their confirmation number, whatever it may be. My, my common one I get, I can't remember if it's with a bank or with customer service with like a GoDaddy or somebody like that is, you know, you go through, you fix the problem, you're back online and you know, hey, great, thank you so much. Okay, is there anything else? Did we solve the problem? Is there anything else we can do for you? Mm -hmm. and, and I always appreciate that because they're not trying to get me off the line. They're like, well, you know, is there something else we can work with? I literally have one of my favorite stories from many years ago being on the phone and I was working in a consumer relations type of situation where I was dealing with actual consumers like you and me and anybody who uses a product. And this lovely gentleman had called in and, and wanted to, you know, explain his concerns about a specific item. And he just, he was on and on and on. And you could tell, again, I could, I was listening. He was older. He was an older gentleman. I could tell that he was alone. I could tell that he was kind of looking just for someone to talk to. And so, but I got myself sucked back in at the end of every, when I thought he was done, <laughs> I would say, okay, well, Mr. So-and-so, is there anything else I can help you with? And, and he'd was. start right back in with the same thing. Oh. And this call went on for 45 minutes because I kept 
I kept doing because that is just at the end of everything. Is there anything else I can do for you? Because there are have again in my many years, there's oh there's something else that somebody's going to go. Oh my gosh, yes, thank you so much. Yes, I need to do blah blah blah. So take take me into your your call center evaluation when you've got somebody who's maybe a call center mm-hmm. person. And and this ha- say this this situation happens where it it goes into three or four longer conversations are you upset with that person for listening through that or is that good is that best practices for you i would much rather have a 20 minute call where the customer got everything they needed versus that person cutting the customer off and then by you know happenstance picking up the next call where the customer has to call back and get Mm -hmm. somebody else who may not, you know, have the backstory from the first part, and mm. they sadly never remember who they talked to, and so then they have to repeat themselves as to what happened, and now they're frustrated when they right. weren't frustrated, where if just that first person had taken those extra 10 seconds to say, is there anything else yeah. I can do for you um, before they hung up? And most of, the, again, most of the people that I listen to, they do do that, so... This is great, and I mean, let's let me review these for you. Remove distractions. Make sure they remove distractions so they're not being distracted if they're on the phone or or whatever's going on. Uh, listen for emotion. Don't interrupt. Listen fully. Um, the uh, the echoing. Being able to recite back to that person to the customer. Yes, here is the problem. I understand and relate. And then number five, verify the satisfaction that they have. They have taken care of everything. These are great. What you're going to hear in this podcast, and you've heard in this podcast for the 66 episodes we've been on, is you have to build good relationship with customers. Mm-hmm. And when we said that a year ago, we we said it with all seriousness, but boy, did we find out in 2020 when we all went on to Zoom and other, other ways of, of contacting people rather than sitting down at a coffee shop or, or building those those real-time relationships. This is so important. So again, um, if you want this uh, information, we're going to have this in the show notes, but this is what Angel does, and we're going to keep uh, doing more of this in the show, uh, which will bring us into our next topic. But if you want more information on, on these notes on best practices, look it us up in the show notes. If you're looking at the clock right now on our podcast, you're going, what the heck is wrong with John and Angel today? <laughs> Their shows only go like 27 minutes. They just won't shut up. Well, we got a special deal on having longer podcasts with our... No, we didn't. We're changing some things. We're upgrading some things because that's what you do in media. This is my side of the coin. You heard Angel's side of the the stuff with customer service, which was all awesome. And what we're going to do is we're we're making some changes to Mm -hmm. marketing, media, and cupcakes. And I I hate saying changes because I said earlier, that means you're getting fired. No. You know, they sit down. This is what happens. Angel, uh, we're decided to make some changes here in the uh, at the Gizmo factory, and uh, we've decided to not have you in it anymore. So cha- yeah. I don't like that. I, I would. You talk about words not to use. Changes. Don't say we're making some changes because that never is good. It. Well, it's never again, good. It, we're going to make changes in your diet. That's not going to be good. So. It's obvious that John has some serious issues with the word change. I don't like changes. I'm not a fan of change in general. Ask anyone who knows me. However, based on how the information is presented, change is a good thing if it's presented in the right way. I suppose. For those of you who are involved with Instagram, (laughs) let me just first of all tell you, stop 
moving <laughs> the buttons. Okay, and I know somebody out there like my kids who are in their teens will say, oh, Dad, you got to... No, their pianos have had the same 88 keys in the same position for a reason. You stop moving the buttons. They changed my Mac this week with the new Ben-Hur uh, software update or whatever it is. Stop moving the buttons. I have a fluid motion I need to go through and you muck it up every time you change where the because now I'm pushing whatever it is in the center of the Instagram when I want to do a post and now that's like the video thing. I'm literally having a moment from Poltergeist where he's like you 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 move the heads you move the headstones you didn't move the, the bodies. bodies. One of the great lines oh my of God. movies. Thank you. You didn't move the girl. He goes, you so only that, move the headstones. So now that I've said that, let me tell you about all the things we're changing on marketing media and cupcakes. <laughs> Just a tick you off upgrading we're upgrading so here's what we've decided refit to do. a few weeks a few months ago uh, we we have been because of media and because of the position i realize a lot of you listening are on the flip side of this you've struggled this year it's been a bad year and i mean i i'm here i i want to help you guys with anything for marketing and, and media and the things that I do, um, we have been just off the chart busy with video production, video consulting, helping businesses get through this. Uh, Angel's doing a lot with her company. The company she works with has been very, very, very involved in the whole fixing COVID thing, and that's about all I can tell you about. But um, So this household is very busy with everything. Uh, and we haven't been able to keep up with Marketing Me and Cupcakes, quite honestly. We've had some great guests. We've had some great shows. But it's been hard for us to do shows every week. And then when we do the shows, we always felt like we're just not doing it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that, that I do on top of producing our podcast is I actually help produce two or three other podcasts for some clients of ours. And some of those po- – I've got one podcast client. Their show is almost two hours long. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot more listeners than we do, quite yes, honestly. They do. And they do a great job at it. So you and I sat down and said, listen, we need to make some changes, I think, some upgrades to marketing medium cupcakes because we're not, we've seen some trends. Uh, some people aren't listening to us that used to. So a lot mm-hmm. of our core listeners have always been there, but we're just not bringing in new people. And that just tells me there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So we're deciding to do two things for marketing medium cupcakes. Well, actually, there's several. First thing we're doing is for the time being, we are going to just have two episodes a month. It's it, this, it gets better. We're going to do two episodes a month, but they're going to be longer. We've decided instead of trying to jam for uh, a week, uh, doing a weekly episode that's about 27 minutes long, uh, we are going to start doing longer episodes like this one. They may go 50 minutes. They may go an hour and a half. I don't know. But we thought, let's do what we do best, and that's just talk people's ears off. Mm-hmm. And we can be more structured, just like the topic we did today. The other thing we're going to talk a little bit, we're still going to have guests and do a lot of things we've been doing in the past, but we'll be able to have more time with the folks because we're not trying to jam it in a shorter time period, is Angel has 20-some years of customer service experience, building relationships with clients for the big, gigantic Fortune 500 company she works for. It's a very, very big job she has. And you need to, if you're starting a business, we want to share these these great uh, pieces of information she has. Likewise, I have been doing television production, media, marketing for 40 years. Um, I have four Emmys. I have multiple angel awards and so forth and so on. All that to say is I kind of know about telling a story and communicating for business. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what we're going to be trying to do more often is talk about 
creating best practices for your business. Mm -hmm. And regardless if you're a small business or a large business, we're going to start doing that on our podcast. So, um, and so you may hear Angel, like she just had, go for a 30-minute segment about something about improving your customer service relationships. And then I may go on about uh, some way to creating and connecting with your audience with media. Or we may have a guest. But we're going to go more in-depth on the podcast. So to do that, we're just going to do two episodes a month for a while and see how that fits. Mm -hmm. And we think that's going to be more enjoyable. That will give you... You know, and this is the other thing you and I talk about all the time. Podcasting is is still the Wild West. A year ago, we had big plans about doing more podcast production, and then COVID hit, and podcasting uh, listenership went down because people weren't in the cars, people mm-hmm. weren't at the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things we talked about was it's it, the consumption of podcasts has changed drastically. As I mentioned earlier today, when I was playing golf with Terry Dismore, a good friend, and we'll have him on the show again. He has a podcast now. Um, is I think people are just sick and tired of news media. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's obviously good reason for that. Regardless of what side of the political aisle you're on, you're probably, I, everybody I talk to, I, I, except for some people who just love the extreme pain of talking politics, and that normally would be me. I, I've just I've had to shut it down. I, I it just I cannot sleep at night. I couldn't deal with it. So I think people are turning to podcasts like ours to have something good to listen to, to hear some people they trust, and build relationships. So what we want to try to do is turn that back and help you build relationships with your customers, help you with your media, help you with your marketing, and then we're also going to talk about cupcakes here in a little bit. We're actually, going to talk about pies, which I'm very excited. I know. You love pie. I love pie. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on that. So you might say, wow, John, that's a lot of changes and that's amazing. Well, still, just don't stop there. There's more. Um, <laughs> I have said since the we began the podcast, and I think it was June of 2019. You remember 2019, don't you? I, I, vaguely. <laughs> um, we now have a Twitter account. We do? We have a Twitter account. Oh, dear God. We're on Facebook which we're probably being censored, and we're on Instagram, and we're probably also being censored. But we are now on the three the three biggies. I'm not putting us on TikTok, no matter what my kids say. And we just created a website. And that was the big final. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. <laughs> and we now have a website, as we said, best practices for relationships. And we've been you know, just doing the podcast and having a great results, but we, we decided we need to have the website. So... Uh, if you don't know what this is, and we'll have it in the show notes, Marketing Media Cupcakes. There's no and in because it's just too long. It's so already mar- long enough. Yeah, mar- and we try, We thought about changing it, and now we, nah, we can't do it. We like, we like the name. MarketingMediaCupcakes.com. Same thing for Twitter. Same thing for Facebook. Same thing for Instagram. Find us, when you, and you'll see the website. And we're still adding to it. We're doing some more things to it. But you can listen to all of our podcasts there. You can also record a message. Uh, you can't do it if you're on a uh, on Google, but if you're if you're on an iPhone with Safari, you can leave us a message. Or if you're on any desktop, you can leave us a message. Meaning, if you want to ask us a question for the show, you can leave us a vo- little voicemail. Or if you just want to send us an email, you can do that too. If you want to ask Angel some questions about uh, what she does with cupcakes or customer service, her email is angel at marketingmediacupcakes.com, and mine is john marketingmediacupcakes.com. So uh, you know, I'm very excited. I feel bad. I feel like apologizing. It's like well, we should have done this a long time ago, but we weren't sure if we we, we, we weren't sure if we're going to change the names. We weren't sure what we were going to do. We, we recognized a need. Yeah, and we are now correcting. 
Yes. As you always say, course correction. Well, we say we're building. We're building a better marketing media cupcakes for you. So find us on all those social media, marketingmediacupcakes.com. You can find uh, you can find us now on the social media, the website, and then we will. Starting now, we are going to have episodes that will be longer, but they will be every other week. And maybe a time comes we will go back to more. But I think uh, this will give you the opportunity to listen to part of the podcast. And if you're like, I like listening to Angel, and I can stop and not have to listen to John, or if you like listening to John, you like the, it's fine. It's it's you want to li- you want to consume media at the rate you want to consume it. Yes. And another promise yes. is we will talk about cupcakes and or some sort of food yes. slash baking in every podcast. We are. Because we kind of got away from that. We did. And then we kind of decided what was the na- what was the point of the name because we weren't talking about it anymore. Because I, I literally looked at Angel. I said, do we need to keep the cupcakes in the title of the show? Do we need the original? And, and this is you know, going into almost an hour now on the show. But this is what... We originally, I had a blog on my Ondo Media website that was called Marketing, Media, and Common Sense. And that was my blog, and it was basically just that. And I originally thought that would be a great name for our podcast, but then I thought, cupcakes. That's what you do, and everybody who's ever heard that title loves it. So as uh, did I when you sent it to me. Yeah. So that's why it's it's it that's the origin. It was originally a, a blog that I had on my website called Marketing Media Common Sense. I think it actually still is on my website. Uh, but we went with Marketing Media Cupcakes. We thought it was kind of cool, and we were going to talk about food and some other things. And we kind of got off track with that. So very much so. You know what? This happens in business and life. You need a redirection. So we're kind of doing a little bit of a of a reboot and an upgrade. But we're going to keep all the buttons. Right where they were. <laughs> He's not changing the keys on the piano. Somebody changes one more app on me. I'm just about <laughs> to go nuts. He's so, not going to do anything. So again, uh, email us. Give us a message. If you're someone who's like, you know what? I do customer service. Can I be on the show? Yes. Oh, we'd love it. We would love that. We would love If you've had a bad experience, share it. We love tearing apart other people. No, I'm kidding. But if yes. you've had a bad experience or you've had something, let's let Angel give you some counsel on, on what she has learned in her years of experience. Or if you said, hey, you know what? I, I'm trying to figure out if I should do a video for my company. We'll talk. We'll tell you about it for sure. That's what we do. So that's what's happening with Marketing Meaning Cupcakes. And for those of you, and there are so many people who listen to us since the beginning, Thank you for being there. Thank you for listening, and uh, it's and we would appreciate it if you continue to share us. We are now on, and uh, we have been actually, but I've never mentioned it. We are on the Amazon Music app now, and uh, we are on, we are literally on every single platform that exists uh, in a podcast world. And we actually hope to do some more videos soon too. So uh, please share us. Please subscribe. Let us know. And in a moment, uh, we are going to do. I think what all of you have been waiting for. We are going to talk about the dessert. The dessert comes at the end. I used to do, we used to do the little we things did at the, at the beginning. beginning. Well, you don't do that. You put it at the end. It's always at the And then we should have a cup of coffee afterwards. Well, we should. But if any, any true person who is a dessert fool should always order dessert first. Yes. You know, that is something we should think about doing is we, if, 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 you, if you or someone out there has maybe a coffee shop, or you're a coffee uh, barista or something. I, I'm I, I'm not a coffee snob. I just you know you could give me uh, what's that stuff that uh, uh, Sanka Sanka that uh, what's his name uh, Sebastian <laughs> Maniscalco. Uh, it talks about so for, yeah, for the uh, the Sanka. I I don't care. I'm I just like co- I like coffee and I turn it into a milkshake basically with milk Literally. and sugar. 
But if you have a coffee shop and could tell us about cool coffee things we could do, because I we love coffee. I and this is a, some, some, talking about the end of the meal, yes. and, we, and we're going to do this with the holidays coming up. You know, we have the big turkey for Thanksgiving, or you have the big. Uh, we do we do a big a, kind of a surf and turf thing on New Year's and Christmas. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I there's nothing to me more satisfying than having a cup of coffee after a lovely meal. It, yes. it takes me back to the days when I'm your parents and my parents. It would be a cup of coffee and a cigarette yes. after a meal. <laughs> and there's times I think, yeah, it would be kind of fun to have a cigarette at the end of the meal. I just, well, he I, also wants his cup of coffee with a saucer. Let's be specific. Oh, my gosh. He doesn't want just the normal jug-a-mug that we have in the morning. He wants the little cup in the saucer. When I fell in love with this was when I was in New York City near Christmas uh, I was with a company that took us out to see 30 Rock and and, uh, and the Rockettes and all that, and we were at this nice. It wasn't it wasn't one of the top top end steak places, but it was a very nice steak place in New York. We all had our steaks, and a friend of mine next to me is like, "We're getting coffee," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing that too." <laughs> and they brought it out in a little saucer, and we had the little you know shiny. Uh, Thing, thing the, of cream? The, no, the shiny coffee thing. Oh, wow, an actual coffee pot. Coffee pot, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that was an experience. So anyway, uh, just uh, rambling onward. So today we're going to talk, we're not going to talk about cupcakes. We're going to talk about pie. So e- Easy as pie. Literally. So basically, and just to preface, all of the podcasts will now have some sort of something. They will not necessarily deal with all cupcakes because there is only so much you can talk about on a cupcake. But anything baking related, anything sugar related, I will be chatting about. So this I might one, throw on a few barbecue things too. Feel free because who doesn't love that stuff? Mm-hmm. So basically with the time of year that we're heading and people tell me this all the time, oh my God, I hate it. I go to Just Pies to get my stuff. Don't get me wrong. Just Pies are just fantastic. But again depending on how many pies you need and how much it costs, you too can make a pie. Everyone is very thinking it has to be from scratch and it has to be this and that. It does not. First of all, there is no, there is nothing in the world wrong with buying a pre-made pie crust, buying a, the pie crusts that are in the refrigerator section that you can unroll and put into a pie pan. And there's nothing wrong with buying one of the fun box ones that has the stuff in it. And all you do is add some nice ice cold water. You can even, if you're afraid of the pie pan, because you think, I don't know how to make the fun edges. I don't know how to do... It's a fork, isn't it? You can do a fork, but some people don't think, you know, they don't know how, or they don't have a pie pan. They may not even have a pie pan. Guess what, my friends? You can make something super fancy called a galette. And a galette is literally a pie without the pan. You literally put the actual pie crust on a cookie sheet have some parchment paper underneath it, probably will help to keep it from burning. You put your pie filling in the middle, and this is where I say, you can't use a custard and you can't use pumpkin because it's too liquidy, okay. but you can buy cherry uh, pie filling. I'm getting excited where you're going with this. Though. Cherry pie filling, apple pie filling. You could even buy peach pie right. filling. So you got it a flat, you got a flat so on you a cookie l- sheet, you put the, the, you, the fruit in, in the middle. In the middle, and you literally just fold the oh, edges around it. You know what you're talking about You don't about cover right it. You literally just... You're, fold it over no not completely it's not an apple dumpling it's not an, but it's like a it's like it's, it's like the mothership of an apple dumpling it's almost like an open-faced pie oh my god which most pies are open-faced if you don't put a top on it but anyway but that sounds amazing because you know what i'm going to do with that i'm going to put it in a bowl and fill it with milk, milk. exactly oh 
But the point, I guess the whole point of this is there are many ways to make something your own. So for example, apple pie filling. Right. I will buy cans of apple pie filling, mm. but I will have a one or two Granny Smith apples that I will cut up oh. and I will incorporate that in. So add a it's little fresh. You're zhuzhing, as you call it. Exactly. I, I zhuzh it up. So I will add some actual apples that I cut up really small so they cook just as well. I'll add a little extra cinnamon. That's great. I may add a little um, brown sugar mm. or some additional nutmeg or something, something to add a little bit of extra and a little bit of vanilla to the actual filling. Then I do the same thing for cherry. I will use more than one can of cherry pie filling because one can is never enough well, for pie. That makes perfect sense because in the barbecue world, we will take different types of, of, of wood apple pecan mm -hmm. and mix those to create not unlike a good whiskey or mm -hmm. scotch where you have multiple types of of wood soaked alcohol that gives you that beautiful flavor so you are speaking my language well it's i think people are intimidated by doing some of these things because no. either they had a mother or a grandmother that did that or they had people who didn't so they don't How think many they times can you think if we could really see what grandma did we'd find out she was just cheating like all the rest of us were with this she stuff. wasn't oh, okay <laughs> she was because those things i mentioned didn't exist when they were well, doing that's true. it but you know but the the, the the quality is good on some of this stuff I like I said I, you, there's many times you have made pies and taken them places with with the thing and people go oh my gosh angel now part of it is people just know whatever you do is going to be good but you go say that's just a store-bought thing and mm -hmm. you know and it can be done yes like again if you're doing what I do in my cherry pies more than one can of pie filling first of all I will add either lemon zest or lemon juice mm. and a little extra sh sugar and don't forget salt just a little bit of salt oh, makes things sweet. Yep. And then again, if I go back to my little non-pie in a without a pie pan galette, you put that pie crust out on a sheet again. So buy yourself some Pillsbury ready-made pie crust. Let it sit on the counter so it comes to room sort of room temperature. Roll it out. You can give it a little roll if you have a rolling pin. If not, don't. Doesn't matter. Put it on your cookie sheet, even though if it overlaps, it's fine because you're going to fold it. You're going to get your can of pie filling. If you're doing it that way, one can should do. I put that pie filling in a bowl, and I'll either add, I'll add definitely some vanilla because I'm a vanilla freak. Um, maybe some, again, like I said, lemon zest or lemon juice, a little bit of added sugar, and maybe a pinch of salt. Stir it up. Mm. Put that in the middle, and then you just simply fold the flaps. You don't fold it all the way over. You just fold like an inch or two up, just enough to kind of hold that filling in the middle. But if you wanted to, you could certainly cut some stripes out of another you pie could. And, and make the little fake pie thing or But that's thing. what's too intimidating. So this is just literally, yeah, I get it. you just, I'm you just do saying that. For the overachievers in the audience, Correct. they might want to try that. You can go to Pinterest, YouTube, all of these things I'm, I'm just going to take it, I'm going to dump it in a bowl, and I'm going to mm -hmm. pour milk on it. That's what he's going to do. But then to add that extra something is you put an egg in a bowl with a little bit of water, beat it up, and you take a little brush or if you don't have a brush, use what God gave you, your hands, mm. and you're going to just kind of paint the outside of that crust with your egg wash, right. which is what you just made, and then sprinkle that with some sugar and throw it in the oven based on whatever the instructions are on the box or that for a single pie crust pie and bake it. And I tell you, people will be like, 
And especially if you say, oh, I'm not making a pie, I'm making a, a you know, an apple galette, people will lose their mind because it'll be like, what's what that? What is that? It must be and French. You'll sell, exactly. And it literally is, is what it is. And yeah. you can do that same thing with anything, anything that's not a liquid filling. You could do that and make yourself, um, you could... Nah, nah, never mind. I was going to say you could do something like that with eggs and kind of do a faux quiche, but you'd have to bake the eggs first. That'll be a whole other segment okay. where I talk about well, breakfast pizza. Well, well oh, breakfast. for those of you who just feel like you can't work in the kitchen, I can't change your mind. But for those of you who are like, I wish I just had somebody who could just help me. This is why it's called Marketing Media and Cupcakes is because we do a little bit of everything. And you know what? It goes right back full circle to what we began talking about, about uh, with the customer service. It's about building relationships and food and breaking. Uh, I, I heard something the other day. It was actually on the show that I'm producing. And they were talking about all the race relations in, in how the police and some of the folks in some of the urban areas are coming together to have dinner because this 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 chaplain said when you break bread with somebody um it it changes your perspective with them Mm -hmm. so and i that just means in shorthand food is important and food is lovely so Mm -hmm. you know building relationships with your work building great best practices for your business is what we're about and also breaking bread and and creating a great dessert uh or barbecue if i get some ideas which i'll maybe share a few things but um this is this is all part of life and business and so this is what you get with us you know we're just a, a married couple who've I've done a lot of things, and we like sharing it with our friends. We're, we're teaching our kids, uh, the younger ones, how to cook. My son loves cooking with Angel in the in the kitchen and do things and uh, comes up with some cool ideas. So this is what our podcast is about. And if you want to find out more about us, check out our brand-new webpage. If you go up to the screen and go, you'll smell that new <laughs> webpage smell. And uh, that's uh, marketingmediacupcakes.com. Don't put the end in there. You can find us also on that same exact name on Facebook, Instagram, and now Twitter. And we will hopefully uh, be putting all kinds of cool content on there, recipe ideas and and marketing ideas and everything else. But please like us and share us. And thank you so much for being here. And we hope and we'd love to have some feedback. If you like the longer format, if you like what we're doing, let us know because it does obviously help because we are here to help you and your business. So until next time, uh, this is John and Angel. We just tell you to keep living the dream. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.